on March 20th, we had here in the Senate our 100% remote session in 196 years. Just before this podcast, I was in our virtual plenary and one of the senators were telling the others that he count the number of pieces of law that were approved in the last 60 days. The number was 30. It's a lot, you know, one each two days. Hi, and welcome to the Innovation Dividend, the podcast that explores how innovation in society and government are paying off. I am Mili Begovic. And I'm Kyle Zhoff. Over the past few weeks, we've been looking at how the COVID-19 pandemic is creating some interesting and unexpected sources of innovation around the world. Today, we speak with Lana Tromka, the Director General for the Federal Senate of the Brazilian Congress. Lana led the effort to enable the Senate to legislate digitally a mere eight days after the World Health Organization declared COVID is a global pandemic. Brazil became the first country in the world to legislate digitally. We hear about how the Senate was prepared to act so quickly, what had to change, and what is different for senators who are operating remotely, and what happens to the over 9,000 Senate staff who are now also working remotely. Lana, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for listening to Brazilian cases of success in this terrible moment that our world is going through. How quickly did the parliament go fully online? Our deliberate remote system took eight days, eight days to start to work. It's incredible. I can tell you for sure that it was a huge challenge for all of us. And we had on 13th of March, the World Health Organization declared the outbreak of COVID-19. And on March 20th, we had here in the Senate our 100% remote session in 196 years. A big challenge, a big change in our culture. In this day, the only item on the agenda was a legislative decree that recognized the state of public calamity in Brazil due to the global pandemic caused by the coronavirus. So it was imposed to us that we need to vote it because we had a huge crisis and Brazil needs this piece of law to start dealing with the crisis. And we did it. We, was, we were the first parliament in the world to use a 100% remote deliberative process. We have a video conferencing tool that is providing by a third party enterprise. The second part is a remote protocol tool developed by our ICT team here in the Brazilian Senate. A third part is a remote secure voting tool that was developed by a Brazilian enterprise hired by a Senate in seven days calendar. And then our team set of operational guidelines on the how to do basis to integrate these three solutions all together. And all together cost for us $44,000. How were you able to do that in eight days? Okay, this is 
a history that starts in 2015, May 5, 2015, we had our in administration area, we decided that we will be fully virtual. Oh, in this means we'll have no papers anymore. This 2015. In the beginning, was quite hard because people were very used to use paper and to do all the processing papers and to carry papers from one part to another. Uh, and then it changed. So when 2018, when we have a, in Brazil the truckers strike, we realized that something can happen that do not allow us to be here in the federal district or to vote in our plenary. So we need a solution for special moments. And as we were in a virtual culture, electronic culture, because of the decisions that we took in 2015, we start to build these tools. Uh, we'll build it, we built it since then and was something that we were doing and waiting for some day to use or not. Because it's very different to be in a plenary with your colleagues, all the senators together, and have them separated, each one in, their, in his home. And the time comes. And when it comes, we were ready to use it. We have our inside uh, IT team and they they provide they plan their jobs in the way to have some group that works in these special projects so this was one of the special projects projects that this group developed but anyway it was a big challenge because we had the the basis to do it but we needed to to turn everything together in just a week. And for this to be possible, I, I can tell you that it took us a lot of uh, work, a lot of effort, but more than this, this culture of community that we are all in the same community, the senators, the employees, and that we all together need to find the solution was very important you know because people work so hard to do things very quickly and then they were very proud you know i, I could see in their eyes they are shining in this first session we were so happy in, in that night milika i'll tell you we we went in the end of session we went back to our houses and we decided to do a toast a virtual toast for the new times that we were just realizing that were coming in our parliament. You invested in enabling the Senate to work remotely when there wasn't an immediate crisis. How was the reception to that? You know, I don't know how, how is all over the world, but in Brazil, parliament have a lot, a lot, a lot of problems with media and everything that we do it here, if we buy something, another thing, if we spend some money in innovation or buying some tools, everybody criticizes us. 
but the the border members the members of the parliament the chairman they trust the employees they trust the civil servant and they trust us and they they were sure that was needed and we need to be be uh, in front of the others we, we could not stay behind so they afford our ideas and they protect us when we, we receive some critic by the media or the newspaper they understand that this is needed for our future could you give us a few examples of important decisions that parliament has made while working remotely first i can tell you that in 13 of march the senate established the distribution of school meals to the family of students who had their classes suspended in public basic education schools due to covid 19 pandemic you need to realize that brazil is a poor country we have a lot of inequality and you have some kids that go to the school to learn but to eat too so without school they had nothing to eat at home on 31 of march we approved the emergency ad that we call it here corona voucher the senate created an emergency ad of 600 reais for low-income informal workers to be granted during the pandemic for three months on 22th of april the senate expanded the scope of the emergency ad and created the employment ad program which authorizes the executive to pay part of the worker's salary in this same day 31 of march we had the telemedicine project the senate authorized remote patient care through technological resources during the pandemic in brazil on 17th of april we had the war budget it's an amendment number 106 the Senate voted to amend the Constitution simplifying federal government spending to combat the COVID-19 pandemic, allowing faster process for purchases, construction, and hire of temporary staff and service. Just before this podcast, I was in our virtual plenary I went there to talk to the chairman and I listened to them when they were discussing. And one of the senators were telling the others that he count the number of pieces of law that were approved in the last 60 days. The number was 30. It's a lot, you know, one each two days. That's fascinating. I wanted to follow up on one of those pieces of legislation that that you voted in, which is about the Corona vouchers. Could you tell us a little bit more about that program? The Corona voucher is that the government will pay for people that is unemployed and cannot afford uh, or was fired during this period of crisis they will pay something that it's $150 per month during three months. 
the thing is that we have we'll have more than three months here in brazil you know the numbers of corona is getting higher and higher each day so probably three months won't be enough probably we'll need more two or more three months this is employees in both formal and informal sector yeah going fully digital for the parliament is more than just having a digital infrastructure and having the technology backing it up. I'm curious to know whether you have had to change certain procedures in order to enable the parliamentarians to legislate remotely. First of all, we understood that it was approval by our standing rules in the article number one that when we had events like war, domestic fever, public calamity, or an occurrence that make it impossible to meet in, inside the building of National Congress, it, it was possible to do it elsewhere. So we have this first approval, general approval. And the board understood that the space should be virtual. Uh, ensuring the communication between the parties remotely. And then, then it was the first step. But in general, we have our rules say that the big discussion, the big reflection about a, a project, a piece of law, is during the committees, inside the committees. And now we have no committees working. So, we need to approve this act of directing committee number seven that avoid a face-to-face -face meeting of parliamentarians and deciding that the discussion and voting through the internet were then made possible by the remote deliberate system, uh, this technological solution. And they decided that as we have no committees working, one of the members of the parliament will be responsible to analyze the project and give the opinion instead of the committee. They decided, too, that they can have just one, one project deliberated in each section. And this, this project that they decided to vote and to analyze should be something that is an emergency, that cannot wait for after the pandemic because you know it's different to be in a very technological room talking to someone that's very far from you the senators they like to be together and join them ideas together and reflecting together and negotiation and making agreements so for them it's quite hard to decide the things from far from brazil but we 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 try to make the, se the the sections as much as possible similar to to when they were here in Brazil. So before the section to start, they have half an hour to talk to the other, not privately because they are all together, but without the the, the TV. So it's before the session, before it starts, they, they stay some time discussing between them 
the, the uh, subjects that they will vote in the section. And another important thing is that the, the parliament is the place that the senators have the opportunity to do speech and to tell them, them opinion about any topic that is happening in the country or in their, in their states. So we decided that in the same way that happened when they were here in person, two hours before the session starts, the TV, we have a TV channel here in the Senate, the Senate TV will show their speech and each speech can have five minutes. So it's not the same, it's different, but we, we are trying to do, make more similar as much as possible. What else is different about remote deliberation? First of all is the committee. We have no committees working right now. Second of all, the leaders have much more power because they are the ones that are discussing and negotiating with the chairman. Once a week, the leaders of the political parties have a virtual meeting with the chairman and they decided what to vote or not. Uh, third and most important, they are not together, so they cannot have this face-to-face -face negotiation that are very useful for them to have someone to approve their pieces of law that they are proposing and they, they will say yes to another thing that the other senator wants to approve. So we have these three big differences. We, we have no committees. We are in a very centralized system right now. The chairman and the leaders of the political parties have much more power right now than when they are all together in Brasilia. In this setup, the senators work from home, but your team would still need to be in the bunker to support the system. We have in the bunker the chairman and the second senator, that is the, the secretary of the session. So we have since the beginning, the same two senators working here in Brasilia, the chairman and the secretary, the, the senator that secretary is the chairman. They two are here in Brasilia, the two senators. We have 81 senators in Brazil. Two of them are here in Brasilia. And the chairman in general lives in Brazil, eh? because we have the official house of the Senate here in Brazil. And we have a small group of five employees that stayed inside our bunker to give the support for the chairman and the secretary and to manage our system. I can tell you that here in Brazil, in the Senate, we have 9,900 people working in the Senate. And nowadays we have just 150 here in person not all together and not all of them work in the session, but we have the doctors in our health, in our healthcare department, we have the security, and we have the people that works in the session. 
What's preventing senators from holding smaller negotiations? Why not get onto a Zoom call with two or three other senators and, and make the negotiation that way? Have have one thing that I want to point. Uh, in the Senate in Brazil, the senators, they are a little bit old. So they have some difficulties with the virtual tools. They are not used. Second, it's not a kind of talking to two or three, you know, they, they negotiate it all together in the plenary and they try to make deals. And the third thing is that now we are voting things that are urgent and almost everything is approval with 100% because they are urgent, they are needed, and they are, in, they are uh, important for Brazil to try to fight against coronavirus. So we are not voting now something that is very polemic. We are voting things that we have agreement because, you know, it's, it's like this Corona voucher. How can these people live without Corona voucher? So who will vote no? Nobody, because it's needed. So now we are trying to vote piece of laws that are that we have agreement. It won't be like this if we continue with a virtual process. But again, the committees are very important. We cannot stay in regular times without the committees because in the committees we have this time for reflection. We have the public audience that we can call specialists, we can call the society to talk to the Senate. And nowadays we do not have this opportunity. So this is, it's a tool, it's important in this moment, but in fact, if we want a more opening system, we need to have the committees again. You mentioned that the Senate has um, medical staff as a part of part of their employees. Do you provide certain types of supports to the employees right now uh, along those lines? And how does that work? We have a very, very small hospital inside the Senate. We do support. And now we have a committee of crisis that the medical center is give us the guidelines to, to take decisions. No? I, can, I can tell you that we have three uh, cell phone lines that we call Corona Zap. Since the beginning of the pandemic, the doctors stay from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Um, free this free number for the employees to get questions answered by these doctors in the Senate regarding contagions by the new coronavirus. We all always, we have to a virtual psychological care offered by a group of psychologists from the Senate's Occupation Health Service to help all the employees who need a psychological assistance due to the social isolation because we have the social isolation, we have the coronavirus, people is very afraid here in Brazil uh, because they are afraid of 
getting new and you know the situation like is getting very hard uh, we have to a vaccination campaign against the influenza virus offered free of charge to senate employees uh, this is a traditional vaccination is justifi justified because it has been proven to reduce the amount of severity of influenza like respiratory conditions factors that facilitate diagnosticals other than COVID-19 and now we are just deciding a new the new rules that maybe we will test part of our employees every two weeks to guarantee that they are, they are not you, they are health. You mentioned that the parliament has had a volunteer task force set up way before the pandemic. I'm curious to know if you have seen the, the, the task force come up with new ways of supporting the community throughout the crisis. Very important for us. Because, you know, in this moment of crisis, the, the psychological health is very important and people need to feel part of a community. By the other hand, they want to help the poor people, the community that lives in the streets. Now it's coming the winter here in Brasilia, so the weather is getting, is getting cold. Uh, so throughout the pandemic, the, the name is Liga do Bem, that is Goodwill League, have been constantly coming up with initiatives to add underprivileged communities through the past year. This is a group that was created in 2015, and in January we have four dates that work so much. It's Easter, Christmas, in October, because we help women that have uh, breast cancer and in this and the fourth one is when it comes the winter that we provide clothes for people that lives in the streets and one of the first actions taken by this our group during the pandemic has been the deliver of basic baskets blankets hygiene and cleaning kits to the old people's home orphanages and homeless shelters the most successful action was one that was involving the goodwill league was the creation of voucher that can be bought by the employees effectively pre-ordering a service to be enjoyed in the future to be given to car washers, barbers, manicures, shoe shines, and hairdressers, entitling them to one basic food baskets, a hygiene kit, and a house cleaning kit per one voucher. This way, employees can support the self-employed workers at the Senate during the crisis we are currently in. This is important because these people we're here in our building providing service that we needed, uh, cleaning our cars, helping us, and they, they do not work in here. They are not employees, so they have no salary. Once that we had almost nobody working here in our building, they stay from day to night without a way to have salary 
and to provide food and the, provide the things that they need to their families. So we decided to help them. All these initiatives um, make a lot of sense for us because, because we feel like a community when we act together. And in fact, we miss the opportunity to be together. We are so used to each other. I work in the Senate for the last 22 years of my life and I miss my colleagues. And if I can do something together with them for the good of the community, the big community, this make our, this feeling of belonging much more strong. Looking at post-COVID, what are some aspects of the way that you are working right now in the context of emergency that you would like to keep? First of all, the telework. We need to reanalyze how to use the telework because it's working quite well. So maybe we can offer this kind of remote work for more departments that we had before. Second of all, it's this virtual communication that is coming to prove that we can learn a lot, we can change a lot in virtual communication. I, I, have, I have no numbers right now, but I can tell you that for sure, never the parliaments talk so much to each other before, for other countries than in this moment. So we had the tools before, the virtual tools, the communication programs to talk to each other, but we have no culture to use them. And now we prove that we can do it. And it's not like to be in personal, but it's as good as to be in personal. And it's cheaper. It's in a very great way to change experience and to learn from each other. These two realities are very strong in my opinion, and these will be different after the pandemic. Lana, thank you very much for uh, your time and this conversation. Thank you, and it was a pleasure. That was Lana Tromka, the Director General for the Federal Senate of the Brazilian Congress.